welcome to the Will of Wellness podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey through the intricate facets of health and well-being. Join us as we explore the interconnected spokes of the wellness wheel, delving into physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and environmental health. Our experiences and insightful discussions will help empower you to achieve balance and harmony in your life, guiding you towards a healthier, happier you. Get ready to spin the wheel and uncover the secrets of a fulfilling and well-rounded life. We're back. Wheel of Wellness Podcast, guys. I'm Dan. I'm Jenny. We really appreciate your time. We thank you for coming back to us. Today, we're going to be going over another spoke of the wheel. We're going to be going over emotional wellness. It's a fundamental aspect in your overall well-being. It influences how we think and feel and act in our daily lives. You know, we have a lot of ways to deal with uh, the emotions and attain a state of emotional wellness. And when we do that, we can turn to the wheel of wellness. We all know that we've been covering the wheel of wellness, but just to you know, backtrack, the wheel of wellness is a concept that incorporates different facets of our life into a comprehensive model for well-being. These facets include for us physical, emotional, social, intellectual, environmental, and spiritual dimensions. In this podcast, we will primarily deal with the emotional dimension. Yep. We, um, so we do some of the dimensions, but there's actually like up to 10. Mm-hmm. So just to be clear on that. So for the first one here, emotional wellness, um, it involves recognizing, understanding, and effectively managing your emotions. It's about achieving a balance between experience and expressing our feelings in a healthy and constructive manner. So let's delve into the various components of emotional wellness within the wheel of wellness. Okay, the first thing I'm going to be talking about as far as for your emotional wellness is self-awareness. You know, the foundation, the baseline, the bottom of uh, that you're going to build on is self-awareness. You have to recognize and acknowledge your emotions. And when you do that, that's the first step in understanding yourself. You know, you have to see where you are and see how you feel and acknowledge it. Self-awareness is crucial for managing stress, um, for building resilience, and for fostering healthy relationships. It means being able to recognize and understand your own emotions, what triggers your emotions, and how they impact your thoughts and actions. Yeah, so that regulation uh, for emotional wellness, once you're aware of your emotions, the next step is to actually regulate them. This involves techniques like deep breathing, which I'm terrible at, (laughs) mindfulness and meditation, like we talked in our last episode, and to manage intense emotions and reduce the stress. Emotional wellness involves the ability to regulate your emotions. This means having healthy coping strategies to handle life's challenges and setbacks, which we all go through. It also includes managing stress and preventing emotional overload. You know, and that emotional overload, go back to the first one, the uh, self-awareness, being able to say, hey, this, being able to acknowledge, this is a time when I'm getting ready to freak out. And then obviously coming forth and being able to regulate that, being able to see that and have healthy coping strategies for that. That's amazing to be able to do that. Now, with that, once you go ahead and you figure out how to be self-aware and you figure out how to regulate them, you have to look into how to express them. You know, if you suppress your emotions, it can be detrimental to your well-being. We've all talked about, we've all seen people that, you know, they hold in their emotions, they hold in their anger, and all of a sudden they just explode. 
Well, um, that was me. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, I fed off of that. So, boy, those were some fun days. So, <laughs> yeah, they were. So, when you're dealing with your emotional wellness, you have to be able to express it. And it encourages open and healthy expressions of your feeling. Whether it's positive or negative, this can lead to improved communication and strong connection with others. I know it's improved our relationship. Tremendously. And then, you know, the second one here is empathy and compassion with that. So understanding and empathizing with the emotions of others in another aspect of emotional wellness. It can enhance your relationships and contribute to more compassionate and supportive community, which I think, you know, we've, our relationship, we have gotten there finally. Yeah. When we, I know, okay, delving into a personal area, when I start, when I started dealing with anxiety and I recognized that I was had severe anxiety. I tried to express that to you. You really didn't understand it. And that's no. not your fault. It's just you didn't have any education in it. No. And I really, I look back on it now and think, wow, I should have really tried to educate and have more of an open mind about it. For me, I just didn't recognize anxiety and didn't understand it. So therefore, I just thought, uh, well, he's just stressed out and he's just acting like a jerk. When really, it's a, it's a true thing and people really do suffer from it. I will say now you do recognize what I was going through and you recognize how to help me with that. And I appreciate that. So the compassion that you give me is wonderful. And I will say that uh, the empathy that you have is also amazing, but being able to effectively communicate that, you know, you have active listening and you have effective communication and they're essential in building and maintaining that healthy relationship. So just because you acknowledge it and you have sympathy for it, you have to be able to talk about it. You and that's the to, toughest part. It right? is. Is the communication and knowing how to speak to someone who's going through an issue, especially when you've never done it yourself. You've never been through it. So I didn't have issues with anxiety at the time. I think eventually I ended up with some anxiety, but I didn't really recognize it. So it's hard for me to relate, which made our communication pretty unstable mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, it did. But we've grown and we've gotten to a point now where we're better. I'm not going to say we're perfect. No, but we are a lot better. Mm -hmm. And that's been able to help us build what? Resilience. Mm -hmm. So emotional wellness equips us with a resilience to bounce back from setbacks and adversity. It involves developing a positive outlook and ability to adapt to life's challenges. This is the hardest part is to become resilient. This is where we struggle. Most people struggle, right? Because life gets in the way and there's always challenges. Oh, that's so true. I mean, you can, you can acknowledge all these things down the, down the line. You know, you can be self-aware, you know, you can go ahead and you can uh, be able to regulate your emotions. You can be able to express them. You can be able to have compassion for them. But if you don't have the resilience to grow from it, then you're not going to be able to effectively just that, be able to grow from it. So now that we've talked about the connection between emotional wellness and the wheel of wellness, we should look at some steps to be able to, some practical steps to be able to enhance everybody's emotional wellness. I think personally, the first one is self-reflection. And that goes back to the first thing we were talking about, being able to take time to be able to self-reflect, to better understand your emotions, your triggers, and responses. One way that, that that I've been able to grow with that is journaling and mindfulness practices. You know, meditation, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, using breath work, that's awesome. All those things can help in this process 
to where you learn more about your emotions, your triggers, and your responses. Yeah, I think self-reflection is kind of hard for, I know for me, it's hard. You know, nobody ever wants to look at themselves in, in some sort of con or negative way, right? But everybody has negatives. Oh, it's not just, and this isn't demeaning in any, mean, in any way whatsoever, but men have a real problem with this because they don't feel like showing weakness whatsoever. And for me, I think some of the reasons I had issues with with this with you is because I'm thinking to myself, I married this strong man who can get, you know, he's, he's my safety blanket, right? And then all of a sudden, I have to be your safety blanket. And it's hard to switch those roles sometimes. You were definitely my emotional safety blanket, definitely. Yeah, so to be able to look back and say, hey... I did this incorrectly and I have to self-reflect on how I, I mean, that's, that's part of the process in itself is finding the triggers and being able to respond. And it takes some time to, to be able to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one here would be to seek support. So don't be afraid to seek support from friends, family, or even a therapist. Sharing your emotions and experience can provide a sense of relief and connection. I think when you tried to seek support, I really didn't know how to support you, which made things a little bit more difficult. And it's good if you can, if you can talk to your spouse or you can talk to a friend that might be having those same issues. I know that for me, I don't necessarily, I'm not able to open up to just a stranger. So a therapist for me might not work, but it could work for others. The therapist is something that I think is a very effective thing. Just for the fact of when I went to you with what I was dealing with, it was like you said, you were you had preconceived notions of how I should be and what I was going through. So mm-hmm. a therapist is a third party person, whereas a therapist might be a good friend that just can take an outside perspective, look at things and be able to tell you, OK, I understand what this is. OK, I can go ahead and help try to mediate what's going on here. And, you know, with that, some people, and you can do the flip side of this. So a therapist might be somebody you don't know that's going to be able to give you that third party. They have nothing involved in it other than sitting there listening to you, right? So they're going to be able to be completely honest with you and not worry about how they word things to you, but be very blunt on what's going on. Sometimes friends can't do that or spouses. Uh, Yeah, because the preconceived (laughs) notions are there. We have self-reflection. We have seeking support. And Mm -hmm. next thing we want to look at would be mindfulness. That's one thing that I talked about with self-reflection, you know, meditation, deep breathing. That way you can do those when you're in retrospect, when you're dealing with a situation. But you work it enough times that you can do it in the face of your emotional challenges. Yeah, this is something that I struggle with, which I've talked about many times. But I do think for you, it worked wonders. You've, you've really come a long way. What was the, the whole acronym of catching the issue? Oh, uh, you, you had three C's. You had 10 seconds to catch that intrusive thought. You had to challenge it. You had to say, okay, uh, this thought is not true. I'm not going to die here just because I'm in a stressful situation. Then you had to change that. Example, let's say I, this didn't happen, but let's say I got pulled over for speeding. Okay. (laughs) The first thing is, oh my goodness, I'm going to get a ticket. Maybe I'll get shot because the cop doesn't like me or I do something stupid and anxiety just flows. Okay. The first thing I do is I catch that thought. 
this is a simple traffic stop. This isn't anything that's going to be out of the ordinary. Second thing, I have to challenge it. Okay, this cop doesn't want to do anything stupid. I don't want to do anything stupid, especially. Then you have to change it. When you change it, it's like, okay, this is going to be an effective stop. I might have to, you know, humble myself. Might have to take that ticket and say, yes, I was speeding. But I took that entire process and I was able to slow down my heart rate. I was able to interact with the police officer effectively. And I was able to reframe the entire situation. So you have the three C's. You catch it, you challenge it, and you change it. Yes, and I'm glad that's just an example because, you know, insurance is already (laughs) enough money nowadays. (laughs) Everything's enough money nowadays, I swear. What you do all these things and it's going to build resilience. And resilience essentially is being able to bounce back from each individual episode that you have when you have to uh, stress or work out the muscle of your emotional wellness. Yep. And then to cultivate positive relationships, this is going to be huge and be able to help you nurture your social wellness by building and maintaining positive relationships. And a strong support system can significantly impact your emotional well-being overall. You know, that's when people are going through trying times, they're going through challenges, they're going through adversity, they're going through crisis. People always tend to try to distance themselves from others because they feel ashamed. They feel like the other person won't understand. They feel like they'll be judged. And this is where if you're able to cultivate positive relationships, those people are going to be able to help you. They're going to understand and you're going to actually be able to be there for them as well. And it's, you know, this is for everybody, not even, you know, if you don't have anxiety, this is good because everyone needs a support system. It doesn't matter if you're a human being, you need a support system. We know just by example, life and experience, we are all going to deal with adversity. We are all going to have crisis. We are all going to have traumatic things happen in our life. And if you have that, you know, group of positive people in your life, positive relationships in your life, that's going to be a great support system to have. Absolutely. Now, if we look at some practical applications, right now we can take all the things that we talked about, cultivate a growth mindset by reframing negative thoughts into opportunities for growth. Uh, in my job, okay, I, I'm a probation officer. I tell people when they first come in and see me in their initial interview, your experience with me is going to be largely based on how you act towards me. This is all about you. It's not about me. People will come into my office and they'll have this negative attitude, which by it might be there for a reason. It might not. But they have this perception that I'm an evil person. I'm trying out. I'm out there to get them. I say, listen, okay, if you label this as a negative experience, you're going to set yourself up for negative things. You're going to go ahead and try and hide things. You're not going to be able to communicate with me. I'm here to try and help you. You know, I'm here to try and help you be a better person for yourself. Not that they're terrible people, but, you know, they they might have a little defect. They might have a misunderstanding about certain aspects of life. And I'm there to try and help them. And if they come in and label it a positive experience, it's going to be better for them. It's going to be better for me. It's going to be a relationship to where we can grow. So reframing negative thoughts is an important and vital part, part of having strong and in vibrant emotional wellness. Yes. So I think for everyone that's listening, emotional wellness is key to happiness too. I think that will, you know, to have that support system and to be able to 
catch your emotions and not freak out about things, that's going to help with your happiness and help with your health overall. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There's been so many times to where we've been able, where I've recognized in the past to where something would happen and I would totally freak out about it and then find out that I was totally mistaken about what had originally occurred. And I'd be like, okay, I made things 10 times worse by my reaction and jumping to a conclusion. And then I would react in a negative manner and then we would be at it and there's no happiness in that. <laughs> there's no emotional wellness in that. That's so true. Yes. So work on your emotional wellness. Cultivate the positive relationships. Label things positively. Okay. There's so many different things that we covered here. Okay. Self-reflection, self-awareness, mindfulness techniques. All of this is going to go ahead and help you grow that growth mindset and, uh, you know, cultivate a vibrant and positive uh, emotional wellness part of the uh, wheel of wellness for you. So emotional wellness is a very important part of our overall well-being. And the wheel of wellness provides a comprehensive framework for nurturing it by focusing on our self-awareness, emotional regulation, empathy, stress management, and resilience. We can embark on a journey toward emotional well-being. Remember that achieving emotional wellness is an ongoing process. It's okay to seek support from professionals or loved ones when you need it. You can also throw in your, your clergy, your pastors, you know, your deacons, things of that nature. But ultimately, a balanced, and emotion, a balanced emotional life can lead to a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling existence for you and those in your life. And trust me, we are the ones that have gone through this. And by experience, it definitely helps to have that emotional wellness intact. I can say I have gone through this and failed at this. <laughs> well, we have failed too, but I think now we're in a much better place and that gives people hope. So hopefully. Let's hope so. Well, hey guys, once again, I appreciate your time so much. It's valuable. This is another spoke of the wheel, emotional wellness. We appreciate you going on this journey with us and checking these things out. If you want to, you can reach out to us. We can try and uh, communicate on the emotional wellness part of the wheel or just anything you want us to talk about. Reach out to us at our, our, our website, which is www.wheelofwellnesspodcast.com. Got it that time. Yes. <laughs> Email us. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, guys, we appreciate your time. Until next time. Thank you.